0: isn't he great he's not finished yet he's wonderful you really like him he's a protocol droid to help mom watch oh, oh. where is everybody Oops.
1: Yeah. Oh, hello i am c3po human cyborg relations
0: how might i serve you he's perfect
1: oh.
2: When
0: the storm is over, I'll show you my racer. I'm building a pod racer.
1: Welcome everyone from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here. In the Wampas Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Wampas Lair podcast. This is episode number 493, A Creative Galaxy. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Captain Panaka and Queen Amidala to my psyobibble. It's unthinkable. We've got Carl Leclerc and first-time guest to the Wampus Lair, Tiara from Crafting on Ilum. Welcome
2: to the podcast. Red group, blue group, everybody this way. <laughs> Tiara, we're so excited to have you with us. Thank you for making the time to be on the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited and really humbled that you guys asked me. Um, this is my first podcast, so really humbled and very excited to be here with you guys.
2: Well, you've been doing so much awesome, like creative art and T-shirts and stickers and building up this really cool brand over there on Instagram. And uh, I was talking to Jason. I was like, "Listen, like Star Wars makes us all creative." And I know somebody who's getting like super creative with their fandom right now. We should we should have them on to talk about all this stuff. And, uh- and yeah, <laughs> so it, it was just a, a nice natural flow of the force.
1: <laughs> yes we we always like uh when people are doing some either new or creative or interesting things uh in the world of Star Wars and so it's always nice when we get to find somebody else out there because it's a it's such a big place to play uh that sometimes you know people get lost in the shuffle but it's yeah. always good to to find someone who you know either we just really connect with what they're doing or that's doing something brand new so
0: yeah, always scavenging to find your peoples. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what we're going to be kind of talking about in this particular episode is we thought it'd be a lot of fun to just talk about how Star Wars has created, uh, created, inspired each of us to be creative, um, specifically in our Star Wars fandom. Um, and I think probably all of you listening, in your own way, have found. How Star Wars has in some way inspired you to be creative, whether that's from designing a Star Wars shelf in your house to maybe even drawing your first ever Star Wars comic, um, everything in between. I mean, we all I feel like get get creative when we when we are immerse ourselves in the sandbox of Star Wars. So that's what we're going to be talking a bit about uh, on our episode this evening. Um, but before we get into the topic, Tiara, one of my favorite things to ask any new Star Wars fan that I encounter is, what is your favorite Star Wars movie?
0: I hate these questions so much, because <laughs> I hate me back But, but you beautiful. also love like, them, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, but yes, um, I have to go with the classic, and it might be a little bit basic, because... For I think for people of like the prequel era, um, my first Star Wars movie that I ever saw in movie theater was Revenge of the Sith. And my dad took me out of school when I was seven to go watch it when it came out. So that's just like a core, hardcore vivid memory with the popcorn and the Slurpee and those specific (laughs) ones from 7-Eleven where it was like the Darth Vader tops. Um, So I have to go with Revenge of the Sith. That was yeah, my favorite one.
1: That's a great memory, by the way. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. I was never able to sneak a Slurpee into the <laughs> movie theater. I always had to buy uh, the the you know $17 uh, mini Slurpees that they have. No, no <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um,
2: <laughs> I, d- d- peep to Jason as soon as we finish recording, like walking over to Five Guys to grab a Slurpee or something and, <laughs> and coming home and throwing on Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> yes. Um, but I love that, like, and I love that your reasoning is because you have this beautiful story attached to it. And I think, you know, for any Star Wars fan, it's so common that your first exposure to a Star Wars movie happens to be your favorite. Um, yeah. I mean, Empire Strikes Back was was my first exposure to the galaxy and will for, probably forever be my favorite Star Wars movie. I just don't see that changing. Um, and when you have something that visceral to remind you of it, too, like – from the drink you had to the popcorn in hand to, to getting to see it with your dad. Like that's so lovely. What a, what a great memory. And you get to get out of
1: school to do it too, which is even yeah, better. That's also super rad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's a great oh, dad.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: We, we approve of your dad's decision making <laughs> in this situation.
0: Oh. I'm so, sure he'll be happy that. <laughs>
2: Um well then the other question we love to know is who is your favorite Star Wars character? And I feel oh like God. this one's probably a lot harder.
0: Um I would have to say Qui-Gon. Um I'm just really in a big Qui-Gon phase, and perhaps it's because of Tails, Um but I'm just I'm just in a huge Qui-Gon phase. I just really love his character in terms of like he was such a rebel like a kind of like a roguish kind of character but also still humble and like mature with the council and how they respond to him um and like the things in the galaxy so my favorite character would have to be Qui-Gon um just because of his personality and just his interactions with the council in episode one specifically and then Taylor just kind of enhanced it mm. so now he's oh yeah <laughs> yeah
1: that's a great. That's a great pick. Yeah, uh, you can never go wrong loving Qui Gon on this podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Qui Gon's a great character, and uh, I've always always enjoyed him. And obviously, Yoda's been referred to as the wise character from Star Wars forever. But I feel like a lot of his wisdom comes from Qui Gon now that we have the prequels. Mm. So,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah. Venom Menace, like, it, Star Wars, the original trilogy, I was always a Han Solo fan. And, like, I liked Jedi. I thought they were cool and Luke was mm-hmm. fun. But Qui-Gon with Episode One, like, kind of redefined to me how cool Jedi are. Uh, yeah. And he quickly became my favorite Jedi for the longest time. I, I think it's just because of how ancient he is. I, st- I still have, like, a, I give Yoda, like, a slight tick above it. Um, but Qui Gon is just, and also, I mean, we get Yoda, we get Yoda spread across a lot of stories, whereas we yeah. really only get Qui Gon in one movie, and then smatterings in other things. Um, yeah. So, would still love a lot more Qui Gon stories. There's a lot more Qui Gon stories to tell. To be fair,
0: and you can't forget about the the Jedi Dash or the Jedi Run that only happens once in the entire like Star Wars movies. It happens in Episode One. Him and Obi Wan just like take off using the Force. That's right. And- yeah. <laughs> Why don't we ever see
2: that again? It's a great it's question. It is
1: a great question. It seems like it would be very, very helpful during the clone wars. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. So
2: <laughs> K- cardio qui <Qui-Gon>. Uh that's <laughs> that's probably why we don't see more of it, because everybody hates cardio, right? Um <laughs> so <laughs> um all right, so uh we'll just we'll just kind of round table discussion this year uh so jason for you what what is one of like your earliest memories of of, of being creative at, through star wars
1: oh man um i mean it's it's hard to, do, to kind of pinpoint something specific cuz i did all sort like especially as when i was a kid you know after the special editions came out and the prequels were coming out Um, Like everything I did kind of revolved around Star Wars to some degree uh, for the most part. And, and, uh, you know, you could say um, I was creative in the way that I played with my action figures. I would create, you know, these elaborate stories. Uh, Sometimes I would play baseball with my Star Wars action figures. They'd all be on like a pickup team. And, uh, yeah, we played my brother and I would each have a, a team and we'd have a little Nerf ping pong ball and a block that we'd make the, the action figure swing. And, uh, we, we, <laughs> they played baseball, um, <laughs> that we never got through a full game cause it always broke out into a fight as to if something would have been out or not, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I also – I had a lot of coloring books um, at the time too that I loved to just sit and, and color everything in with the colored pencils. Um, I could never draw. I tried to on a few occasions, but uh, my, my artistic skills were limited to following – you know coloring in the lines. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of things, especially as a kid that I did um, that were – directly related to or inspired by Star Wars and uh my imagination was I've said it on the podcast before, when I first saw Star Wars, uh my imagination just expanded by tenfold. Mm. So um I think I think that's part of why so many things, especially at that time, uh revolved around Star Wars and that sort of thing. Yeah.
2: I got really anxious there though when you were like – we played baseball with him. I was like with your action figures, like pitched them yeah, up yeah. and just like whacked them with a wiffle bat. Like wow, that's, yeah. that's brutal. No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> Where well, I would never – I would never subject R2-D2 to that kind of abuse. <laughs> well, sure. Um, not R2 maybe,
2: but I could see you doing that to Han. Uh, so. uh, maybe a stormtrooper. OK. Maybe fair, a storm fair, fair, fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what about you, Tiara? You know, uh, riding home from uh, seeing Revenge of the Sith, full of Slurpee and popcorn. Uh, you know, what's what's some of like your earliest memories of getting creative with Star Wars?
0: Yeah, um, my my dad he owned these. I don't even know where he got the lightsabers from, but they were they were glass, and like the hilt was metal I don't remember what type of metal um but he had these lightsabers and sometimes he would let me and my brothers play with them um and we lived in a one-bedroom apartment so we were all pretty crammed in so we would all go into the yard and we would play with our lightsabers and like create duels and you know pick what characters we wanted to pretend to be um so just like having that like imagination and like playing out in the field and just reenacting things like on our own terms and uh, that's probably my first like creative situation with star wars just messing with the lightsabers that my dad hardly let us mess with um and playing (laughs) with my siblings with them
2: (laughs) well these were glass lightsabers did they ever shatter
0: um no i don't even remember like if we even thought like if we even like attacked each other, I don't even remember if it was like this like space between it. I just remember taking them out into the yard and playing with them. So okay. um shattered in the process of our playing, but I don't know what happened to them. So maybe I'm missing a core memory there and not <laughs> knowing that <to> broke it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: fair. It sounds like, like maybe they were like uh master replicas think that might have been the brand back in the day unless it was uh like a you know a a fan created knockoff or something but Mm -hmm. i know back back at that time i think it was master replicas that was making the expensive stuff yeah it
0: was like the early 2000s like 2005 2007 ish era so
1: yeah what what character did you play the most do you remember
0: (laughs) um I don't even remember. I'm not, I know my brothers would like to play, like, Sith Lords or Be mace Windu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't even remember what I would pretend to be, honestly, if I, even if I tried.
1: <laughs> That's, fine. That's fair enough. Um, um,
2: but, Carl,
1: yeah. what about you? Uh,
2: you know, I think, just like hearing both of you say this, you know, I think... Um, there were so many things I played as a kid, but there was something about Star Wars being a distinctly different galaxy. Um, I mean, I was I was huge into Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, Batman. Those were like my holy trinity before I was introduced to Star Wars. And while I loved playing in their worlds, Star Wars was a completely alien world, right? Like it was meant to be something completely different from our own. Um, and I think that was a lot of those early memories of playing specifically with the action figures and and telling these elaborate stories, you know, with those figures on the floor of my bedroom, often under my bed, because my, my bed was very high lofted, so it made a, a great rebel base. Um, and I just remember, like, cra- crafting these, like, very elaborate world-building stories. Now, I probably couldn't tell you any of the details because that was a long time ago. Um, but I just remember rather than like the other things it was like, Oh, I just want to go bust a ghost or like, Oh, I'm going to go beat up a bad guy. Like I tried to actually, um, like tell these elaborate stories that had something to do with the world of star Wars. Um, and it was just really fun to do that. And, and the action figures right now, I'm sure any of you listening, right? Like if, if you grew up with star Wars, uh, I imagine playing with star Wars action figures was a huge part of, of your early fandom. Um, so you know there's nothing so I'm not offering anything unique here, but I think probably something pretty universal here um that you know getting to just get on the floor, have them battle things out, but then also have like consequences to those stories and and trying to like continually tell the same story um and to be fair, that was usually by myself. Like I only ever had one cousin that I played with Star Wars figures with. And we usually would just like we would have like one off adventures. Like here's the little scenario we're going to play through. But like when I was playing kind of on my own in the in, in my, my kid kid's bedroom. Uh, that's a weird sentence. Not in my kid's bedroom. I was the kid. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was it was just this like. All right, I'm going to I'm going to continually tell these stories and and it was also at the time when I I mean I was devouring the old legends canon in the mid 90s there in the late 90s and and all of those stories just became further narrative drives to the my own stories that I was telling with those action figures. Um so you know, I, I think it's a pretty universal thing for a Star Wars fan to have those fond memories of creating their own Star Wars stories with their figures or or with their friends outside dueling with lightsabers. Um, and uh, and that's what I think is just it, something so formative about the Star Wars experiences is, is if you did get into it at a younger age. And not to say that you can't do these things when you're older, um, but there's a magic to it when you're younger um, that To some, in certain ways, just changes shape as we get older. I would say, Um, so yeah, there's there's such a fondness for for those memories for sure. Um, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely.
1: Uh, It's always nice to look back on those those days and be like, ah, such fun, so innocent, Uh, and then (laughs) be a little bit jealous that it's might be kind of weird to do it all over again, but still want to do it anyways so
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I if, think I had, there's... if i had friends that i could just go out to like the park and duel uh right now i would totally do that right you know right now and <laughs> at, yeah. at 33
2: um yeah. you know
0: <laughs> no shave
2: yeah <laughs> none what whatsoever
0: what are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: well i think uh i think it was uh sigmund freud who talked something about how like there's There's like this innate desire and... and most people like this desire to, to retreat back into the womb right to this place of safety no 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 I think for most Star Wars fans it's just to retreat back to like playing with your action figures when you were seven <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Yeah. no no yes. I don't need to go all the way back in like I, I this is far enough like just right give right. me that well, box we'll, of Star Wars action figures I'm set
1: <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll stop at seven eight nine yeah. <laughs> and we'll just live there for the rest of our
2: lives yeah <laughs> there's no bills there's nothing to worry about um, except uh, except the the next Imperial warlord is going to invade your base, you know? (laughs) um, Or whenever
1: the next droid landing craft is going to crash your party. Yeah, Um,
2: uninvited. Gosh. Yeah. Um, Now, like, you know, so these, you know, there's so many of these early fond childhood memories, but, you know, what about like later on? You know, when we often talk about that, we hit that certain point in our star Wars fandom where it's like, whoa, 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 this isn't just like something I enjoy. Like this is something I live. It's something I love. Um, when that happened for you, uh, and we'll start with you, Jason, when that happened for you, when it, that realization kind of hit for you, how did that affect the way you became creative with star Wars? Did it change? And obviously I'm sure it did because you were also a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Oh.
1: It it did, um, and a couple things kind of happened, and this was uh, a little after Revenge of the Sith, so probably you know around the time the Clone Wars came out, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Uh, I kind of graduated to the you know obviously to the level of, of podcasting because that's uh, you know. When I started finding out about podcasts and thinking that I would really like to be a part of one, I met you around that time a few years later and then we started the podcast, you know, uh, in 2011. But, you know, it was that sort of thing and then, you know, when the Clone Wars started and I started, you know, finding out about all the, the voice actors and all the, you know, Vajillions of credits that he, they each had, and like, you know, other popular characters that I had, you know, known growing up, um, going, oh my gosh, they're all like Mel Blanc and the Looney Tunes, um, you know, because he did all of them back in the day. Um, so it was one of those things where I, you know, I knew I wanted to, like, perform, uh, but it was. It was that moment where I was like, I could do well as a voice actor, uh, and that's kind of where I started shaping my my eventual like I went to college for you know theater because I wanted to perform because I wanted to be in Star Wars um, <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest and boiling it down to the core of it all um. Uh, but yeah, you know, and, and it's been a winding road and I've had uh, a couple of little things that have come out here and there and I'm still working on it. But, uh, you know, the inspiration is still, uh, it's still there and it's still why I kind of shaped the direction of my life at the time, um, in the way that it did. So, uh, that kind of creativity, uh, hasn't really left me too much. I mean, like I said, there's been ups and downs, lulls and stuff, and uh, you know, I, we'll talk about it, you know, in the next go-around, but more recently, it came back in the, I I made a little audio story. Uh, it was last year the year before that was really, really fun, and I kind of want to do something like that again, but I haven't had the same inspiration hit to create that, but we'll talk about that
2: Next go around. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, now about for you, Tiara, uh, you know, when, when you were after the, the, the glass shards had cleared from your face, from the <laughs> epic dueling outside with your brothers. Trauma, like, yeah. yeah. Like, so out. <laughs> once, you know, once you, you know, you, you started getting therapy for all of the, the ways that this hurt you, um, you know, and you were like, wait a minute, I really love this thing in spite of all the glass. Um, so, you know, for you, what? Did, how did it start to take shape then, you know, as as you kind of grew up a bit?
0: Yeah, so, um, I mean, I grew up around the time period, too, that Clone Wars came out as, like, the, the TV series, the show um, on Cartoon Network. So I'd watch that occasionally um, with my TV dinners. Um, but after <laughs> so a certain good. amount of time, I I stopped. I stopped. Not being a fan of Star Wars, but I stopped being so invested into the world of Star Wars. Um and not until I wanna say twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen did I get back into it and I kind of caught up on the Clone Wars series. Um, mainly because of Disney Plus I think. And um, I started re watching it and I just it just became my happy place, my safe mm. place again. Um, and after that I started drawing and watching star wars and anything to do with star wars are my happy places those are my safe places so i kind of ended up combining the two and started doing sketches um like of the wolf and um things like that and so it just kind of developed into this place that i retreat to when i need extra support or i just want to feel good or Whatever it is, um, even when I'm feeling good in normal life, I just want that extra like umph, and I'll rewatch some Star Wars or draw um, something to do with Star Wars. So that's just kind of how it's developed. Um sad that I took a break, but I think um, just life kind of got in the way and I forgot kind of about Star Wars and how fun it was. Um, but now I've kind of gotten to touch with that again. And now I have my Instagram page. So now we're pursuing it again um, one more time.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it sounds like Star Wars caused the trauma and then Star Wars (laughs) healed the trauma. So, you know, uh, you know, you come together at last. The circle is now complete. (laughs) Um, uh, So, you know, Jason, you made the comment about how, you know, you wish you could draw you had to settle for coloring. I can't draw and I can barely color in the line. So like I've had to settle for podcasting, Um, but uh I, I'm always curious about folks that do have that gift at, at drawing. So for you, like, is it just like, I'm thinking about this particular thing in Star Wars. I'm just going to sit down and draw it. Like, how does that typically look for you?
0: Yeah. So as of recently, it's it's been mainly when I'm thinking of an idea of, oh, what if I take this concept and combine it with this concept? And then I just like get that urge to sit down and take hours and draw this piece or whatever. Um, but throughout the years i've slowly kind of compiled a pile of sketches um and through that process i typically sit down because i'm having like a low day or whatever it is and i'll just start drawing some lines or shapes or whatever and it kind of develops into the the last piece. Um but as of recently it's, it's mainly I'll see something in Star Wars or in a, a certain episode and I'll be like, oh I wanna adjust that to how I'm like visualizing it in my head. Um so kind of a combination of the two styles, just sitting down and then also having this idea that I write down and want to approach later.
2: That's awesome. And I'm jealous. Um <laughs> yeah that's so cool though. Uh, um,
1: and and I, I think you know What's what's nice is Carl and I are are probably on the extreme end of Star Wars fans in that like Star Wars never really seemed to leave us at all. <laughs> um, but I, I think what's great about your story is that, you know, your story is, is, you know, I would I would imagine fairly normal for a lot of people. You know, they get into it as a kid, then they then they grow up. And they think that, you know, you know, becoming a, a young adult or a teenage, an older teenager, or a younger adult means that you, you move on and you right. start you know pursuing other things. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, you come back to it later on in life and, you know, whatever that trigger is, uh, you know, a lot of people have done that, you know, whether whether it's, you know, one of the new movies has come out and it reawakens that uh, that. Love of of the franchise for them, and they're like, oh yeah, I really like Star Wars, and so they just stick around for it. Ooh. Or I know with some friends of mine, it's like, it, you know, it kind of became a background thing, and then they had kids and they introduced their kids to Star Wars, and now they're re invested in it through the eyes of their kids. So you know, it it's nice to have all of these different you know journeys through through this thing. Um, so. I think that's really great.
2: Yeah. And I, I kind of want to springboard off, off of that because I think for me like that, as I became a bit older um, and, and, and specifically thinking about uh, cause obviously like the end place in which I'm going to take this for my own personal side of fandom is obviously creating this podcast. Um, I think what brought me closer to that was when I was in college and um, like you mentioned, Jason, like I don't think Star Wars was ever, ever really absent from my life from the moment it was brought in. I mean, it's intensity waned a little bit for sure when I was in like early high school, because it just wasn't popular. So I didn't talk about it. So it was just like, it was still part of my life, but very much in the background. And then when I went to college, like I met a bunch of friends that also loved Star Wars. So it's like, hell yeah, like I can celebrate this thing again. And you kind of want to celebrate it with others. Um, But I also was like, I've, i you know, as I've shared on shows in the past, like I studied religions in college and I loved looking at how Star Wars was a really contemporary conglomeration of so many religious ideals and perspectives and spiritualities. So it kind of that very formative period of like your early 20s where you're thinking, you know, a little more intellectually and, and, you know, had the privilege to be in college thinking intellectually. It was just like, oh, my goodness, like I'm seeing so many parallels between Star Wars and this aspect of Christianity or this aspect of of Buddhism or Hinduism. Um, And it was a really fun way to start thinking about Star Wars in a new way. And using Star Wars, then like after I finished college and graduate school and I was teaching high schoolers myself, a really fun tool to teach people about religion is just using things from Star Wars. It's like we're going to watch this clip from Star Wars and talk about why it's relevant in this religion class. <laughs> um, and, and it just became this way of, of taking Star Wars, which is obviously at its core, just a fun pop story, right? That's meant to help us escape and feel excited and alive. And yet also what obviously keeps people coming back for their whole lives is the deeper truths that are contained within there. So it became really fun to me, like in my early 20s, to really play with those ideas and and figure out ways of articulating Star Wars in a new way, in a way that really respected it as something more than just something I played on the floor as a kid. Mm -hmm. And again, not to diminish that because when I was seven, my, my mind wasn't thinking about those sorts of things. Why would it? I was seven. Um, (laughs) and, uh, but now it was like, but this was in, I had that same energy though. It was really fun. And it was, uh, I found myself getting lost in star Wars in a whole new way. And that was really exciting to me. Um, so I was really thankful for all those opportunities as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, kind of looking at, you know, where we're at now, um, you know, Jason, you alluded to this earlier, obviously with the, the little radio play you put together. Um, but there's other things too, for you, you know, it, how has star Wars led you to being creative even now? You know, cause I think, um, both you and I, we're not, we're not what you might call objectively creative people. In so far as like, we're not songwriters. We're not, we're not, you know, musicians or poets or novelists or artists, um, but we, but we still have this real big creative streak in us because of Star Wars, you know. So, what's that like for you now?
1: Yeah, it's it's still a big part of, of my my life, and obviously because we've been doing this podcast for eleven plus years now. Um which still boggles my mind every time I say that number um but you know it, it's it's definitely a big int- integral part and and this you know having this podcast and this creative outlet to you know talk about Star Wars and ideas and concepts that all kind of come together under this this you know umbrella of a f- science fiction fantasy franchise. Uh, is a really fun thing, especially since we're able to, you know, connect it to, you know, all sorts of different aspects of life, and that's been just a really, really great thing. Um, it's allowed me to go to conventions and, you know, take part in uh, panels with, you know, some friends, uh, you know, Kyle and Joey here in Arizona. We've done quite a few of those, so you know, we it was before the pandemic closed all of those uh it was to the point where we were not only were we, you know, doing panels, uh we were doing good panels because a lot of the fan run panels at some of these conventions can be a little awkward to say the least if you've ever been to one um but since we're all, all podcasters and talk as a hobby um <laughs> <laughs> and i i do say i talk as a hobby sometimes but um you know and we had good chemistry, we had good you know good interactions on the panels and good information, and we every time we'd have another one, we'd see some of the same people we, we they'd all start coming back, and the crowds were getting bigger at you know the bigger conventions, so it was always kind of rewarding to see that, hey, it's paying off, and people like what we're saying and all this stuff um, and then COVID hit, and now we're going to have to start it all over again, but that's fine um, <laughs> um, but, you know, through all of that and just, you know, finally having a space of my own to, like, express my my enjoyment and fandom of Star Wars with, you know, the action figures that I've got placed all over the, the apartment and the artwork that I picked up at conventions in framed and everything like that. I took time in a fever of inspiration to write a, you know, about a five minute audio story that I called Power of Palpatine and basically the idea and I was inspired. I was watching Clone Wars. Um, so and I was and I think we Carl had been talking about Plagueis at some point within like the last month of, of me watching the it was the Mandalore um, arc. The the first Mandalore arc in season five of of Clone Wars when Maul is on Mandalore uh, and Sidious goes to take Savage and Maul out. Um, after that, the ideas just started hitting me and I was like, ooh, I want to talk about the philosophy between – my idea, the philosophy between Palpatine and, and, Sidious, and, uh, and uh, Plagueis and how their kind of relationship might have been in the latter parts of his training. So I wrote uh, like a five-minute – Story in a fit of inspiration in about an hour, um, where Palpatine is you know just a, a local representative on Naboo, rising to the political ranks, um, and Plagueis arrives to just see how things are going, and you know kind of address maybe some of the issues between Palpatine's ambition and uh, and. Plagueis' concern about his focus and it was a really great little story that came together and i of course voiced palpatine because i have a ton of fun voicing (laughs) uh him and i have a an actor friend that uh, i've met who also does voiceover um when he can named adam gold who i reached out to and i was like hey do you want to read this script for me and be Plagueis and he was like yes uh he gave me about four different takes and one you know the the first three were like variations on sort of a a kind of you know classically evil sithy voice and then he gave me one that was a bit more raspy and a little more eccentric and I was like oh that's the one and it all came together and we're actually going to stick that on to the end of this podcast. So you all be able to hear it because you don't need to watch it. It's on YouTube. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you don't need to watch it. You can just listen to it and it's a lot of fun and I want to do more of that, but I haven't had the inspiration hit to, you know, what kind of stories I want to do. So maybe one day I'll get another one out there.
2: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's I mean, I love it. I love when you did it. And I remember actually, cause it was, it was back in 2020 when I was out uh, in Phoenix for something for work and you and I met up and you were telling me about it. So I don't know if you had written that's it true. yet or if you were just about to, but you were telling me all about it. And I'm like, that's such an awesome idea. Like do it. <laughs> and and then I think I had
1: just, I think I had just written it and I was still like, yeah, in the process of, yes. of seeing if he was going to be able to record yeah, yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. This is so exciting. Yeah. It was really uh, great. Um, uh, and it turned out awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, well, it, Tiara, for you, I know you've you you're kind of slowly building this brand yourself, um, which I love. I mean, I love the name of your brand crafting on Um Thanks. you know, uh, it's damn first order had to go corrupt the planet, of course. But uh, um, <laughs> you're obviously preserving its goodness. Uh, so, you know, you know, for you, like, right, this is obviously your Star Wars fandom has taken a very concrete way of being creative by this this kind of brand you're building what's that been like what's you know how how has that impacted your star wars fandom
0: um it's definitely opened my eyes to like how big the fandom is and how big the community is um because i never actually knew that there was all these people and all of like the expansions that have been done like you guys say that you guys aren't doing too much but i mean like expanding on it with your voices and your thoughts and your ideas i mean like the, I, I haven't experienced that pr- previously being a star wars fan so i've listened to a lot more podcasts about star wars i've watched a lot more videos on youtube um i am actually going to the la convention the con in beginning of december the second to the fourth and i've never been to an actual con like i've been to a wonder con and at the anaheim convention center but it's very small um so it's definitely opened up my eyes to like everything that's been done reading novels i've never read the expansion um for specifically i read brotherhood recently and that was really cool so (laughs) So, such a good (laughs) book (laughs) there's, there's, there's so much and i'm i'm overwhelmed by like all of the things that I can do and invest my time with Star Wars, specifically my money, at this point, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's taken on a really concrete way, at, like you said, and just it's it's overwhelming to to see and continue to learn through other accounts I find on Instagram and just things that I've been researching on my own. So yeah, it's it's a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, how, how did you start? Uh crafting on it what 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 inspired you to to start you know doing something like that
0: (laughs) I wish I had a really deep thoughtful answer but I don't um I just I one day just looked at my art and was like what if I put it on a piece of clothing and maybe people want to wear it and that would be really cool and so I just one day Looked into print on demand and I put my design on a piece of clothing and started the Instagram account and just started posting and I started this in September so I'm still fairly new um, to it but yeah it just one day I was like you know what I want to do this I want to stop doubting myself and just put it out there and see if it takes off.
1: Was it something that you wanted on a t-shirt?
0: Yeah, I think (laughs) it was because I wanted to see something specific that I wasn't able to get my hands on. So, um, yeah, so I started making things on my own. I always refer to the Lothal Wolf because um, I really, really love their species um, and just seeing them in Rebels. And so I really wanted to be able to wear one (laughs) around. And so I put it on a sweatshirt um, and it's definitely my favorite sweatshirt, not to be biased or anything, but...
2: You're, yeah, you're allowed to be biased. <laughs> that's that's
1: okay. <laughs> um yeah. No, that that's that's a great that's that's honestly such a great like inspiration It's like I can't find what I want out there. So I'm going to make what I want. Yeah. yeah. And and that, that, I honestly think that's a great way to approach yeah. things in general. It's like, you know, I you know, I can't find this thing that I'm thinking about or wanting to do or whatever. So let me just do it myself mm. and find out how to do it. So I, I think that's a great way to approach things. And so good on you for for taking that step and uh seeing how it you know, seeing if it all works out and hopefully it's it's going
2: well for you.
0: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that being my hype man over here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I mean I think that's 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 great advice I've gotten from people in the creative world a lot throughout life. Like back when I thought I was going to become a songwriter. That was very short-lived. I was not good enough at all. Um, but like, I remember I was talking to somebody once like, um, about like, oh, I feel like everything I write when I write songs is just a rip-off of this particular artist or that particular artist. And they're like, listen, like, you're finding your voice and just keep putting that voice out there. And then even when we started this podcast, um, our friend Riley Blanton, who, who started the Star Wars Report Network, which we were part of, um, I remember Riley saying to Jason and I 11 years ago, he's like, well, like, what's the type of Star Wars show you want to hear? Like, what's the one you'd want to listen to? Because that's the one you yeah. should make. And uh, and that's kind of what helped, like, guide how we started this all those years ago. It was like, yeah, what's this stuff? Like, Jason and I had a, a quick friendship form over a short weekend because we enjoyed talking about Star Wars together. And it was like the the particularities in which we talked about Star Wars – was what got us both excited. So it's like, yeah, like Mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there, whether or not anybody even really wants to listen, doesn't matter because I just like talking about this with him and Mm -hmm. why not? Let's just record it and throw it out there. If two people listen, cool. They want to listen. Um, you know, and, and I think that's just so cool for you. Like you, there's things you would love to see out there and you have the, the skills and the gifts to make that happen. So cool. Do it. And, you know, whether or not you become the next, the next Ashley Eckstein with her universe, I'm not trying to like set a bar for you here, but right, whether or not that's like whether that's you're looking at that as your ceiling or the ceiling through which you hope to break through either way, like you're putting something out there um, and, and creating things for folks that are probably also like, man, that's so unique. Never, I've never seen that before. And, you know, from several years of going to Star Wars celebrations, you There's like, there's this weird, subtle, almost not talked about, like what you wear at Celebration says something about who you are as a fan. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that, and like, this is going to sound super snobby and I apologize to all of you. Um, But right, like when you see somebody on the convention floor, like wearing the Target Star Wars shirt, right? That you see at all the targets and you're like, I just got that at target. But like, you're like, but look at this shirt that I got off of T public or like off of Etsy or off of (laughs) so-and-so shop, right? It gets so unique and original. And I think, (laughs) I think there's a bit of snobbiness to it to be fair, but there's also like, well, I found something that wasn't mass produced, that it was something really creative that somebody just felt inspired to make rather than something more stock photo wise. And, uh, and I'm proud to be wearing that. Right. Um, and, and I think like that's, that's the avenue that you're creating for your experience of Star Wars is there are certain things in Star Wars that really excite you and you have the skill to draw them out and then throw them on a sweatshirt or a T-shirt or a sticker. <laughs> um, I mean you yeah, got sure. some really fun stickers out there.
0: Lots of it, stickers yeah. recently, yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it's not the uh, the Red Millennium Falcon Blueprint
2: T-shirt from Target. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and no shade on if that's your favorite no. shirt. Like it's a fun shirt. Um,
1: (laughs) It is a great shirt. But I I do remember for about three years, it was the most popular Star Wars shirt I saw everywhere. Not just at conventions, not just at conventions, but like if I would go to a baseball game or just walking the grocery store. um, I mean, like I would see it on the shelf and then see a guy walking past wearing it. (laughs) Yeah. You know that kind of. Like, thing. Did you pay so, for that?
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: I mean, don't. I'm not knocking it. It's a great looking shirt, but I, it literally was everywhere that yeah. year. Um, but, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I love the designs. Uh, I was just looking through your Instagram uh, while we were talking, and your your Kanan Jarrus Jedi Knight shirt is like speaking yeah.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: hey. I, I will if I I might end up getting that, and if I do, <laughs> I will have to record myself as the Bendu saying "Kanan Jarrus Jedi Knight." <laughs>
2: <Yes. So. laughs> you can you can make a new version of that shirt. Then where it, it's got like a motion activated thing where Jason's voice then comes on. Kanan Jarrus. <laughs> 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 oh, um, no. yeah, but no, I. I yeah it's just it's so commendable that you have this passion and this skill and 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 you're just putting it out there for other star wars fans to enjoy because um, i think that's the thing is like when you have something you have a unique uh, take on star wars or a unique flavor of star wars that you particularly enjoy um folks that then are, are grabbed by that they're going to be immediately invested in knowing more about you because it's an expression of your fandom as a star wars person and um, you know, that's, I mean, again, I, I love Star Wars Instagram. It's my, it's my favorite Star Wars community as of late. Cause it's, i'm just it's I, I like a pop like i like i like a picture book y'all like i'm just gonna say it like i like flipping through the pictures and that's what i love about instagram is like just seeing like cool expressions of star wars fandom and like that's how i came across your stuff and it was exactly that print you were talking about jason like i was like oh my gosh this is such a cool canaan <laughs> look here this is this is dope as hell um and uh you know it it's just so cool because like it it it's an expression of somebody's fandom, and it tells you something about them even before you've met them or talked to them or anything. Um, so, yeah, uh, it, it, and, and, you know, for me, like, obviously, the podcast continues to be my creative outlet in, in general and Star Wars specific, obviously. Um, it's funny because, you know, in the 11 years we've done this, Jason, I think I've had... <laughs> four other offshoot podcasts that all failed because um, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of work. Like I tried one. I tried one with Steve Glosson back in the day, just talking about random things about life. I did one with Mike Cohen a couple years back that lasted, I think, two months. I did one with Joe Hogan that lasted an episode. Um, and then uh, like me and my friends, Greg and Ben tried like a video podcast a few years back that lasted, I think, a month. Um, and, uh, all of those other things were fun and they were kind of like impromptu, like, "Oh, I'm really excited about fill in the blank. Um, but star Wars, like always it's, that's my anchor. And it's like, this is the one that I'll always come back to. And if I only have so much time to devote to a creative outlet like this, it's going to be my star Wars one. Um, and while all of those other things kind of fell apart, at least it was like, well, these are great friends. Like I'll just have them on as guests when I can type of a thing. Um, and, uh. Yeah. Like it's, my mind is just always thinking about Star Wars and, and thinking about uh, it's just, it's just constantly going. Um, It probably, if I thought about my, my work as much as I did Star Wars, I'd probably be an even better chaplain, but like, that's okay. Um, And uh, you know, um, it's just, it's just always on my mind and it's, and, and I'm so thankful that I have this platform to just on a weekly basis, get together with my friend and just talk about things about Star Wars that we're loving on. Um, and I think yeah. it, that's super fun. Like it's, that's, that's my creative outlet. And um, it's definitely become my, my niche way of doing Star Wars creatively. And I will say, and in the last few years, like I've been fortunate enough to have an, an entire room of my apartment devoted to Star Wars. So, like I, I've always wanted a Star Wars room and, and like five or six years ago, I finally had one. And now I don't know what is going to happen if the day ever comes that I can't because it's going to be really hard to say <laughs> to let go of that. Um, and the room that I have now is so big that there's a lot of room for extra things. Um, so it's just but like even in that, like I, I love getting to recreate that space every few months or something. And, you know, Jason, when we went on that first visit to Rancho Obi-Wan and, you know, I asked Steve Sansweet, like, what's your advice to, you know, your amateur Star Wars collector and how to display things and you know his his beautiful piece of advice is essentially display the things that really mean a lot to you and express your fandom and or tell stories with your displays um and uh so like i'm constantly like swapping certain things out but certain things always stay like my staple things that like these are these are like the anchors of my star wars expression like they always have to be out um but then these other things get to like fluctuate and um and move around so like even that right that's a creative it's a creative way of you're creating a space and you get to tell a story with that space. Um, and I know that's true for so many of my friends who have, who have star Wars uh, spaces in their own homes or in their basements or, or a wall in their house, wherever it may be. Um, I think one
1: bookshelf in the corner of, a, of an office or something like that. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's always great, you know, to, to see when people share those those pictures or whatever of their Star Wars room or Star Wars space and and I've been able to k- kind of join that group here recently uh, with some of the stuff that I've been
2: able to do and I need to take more pictures um, but that's another story. Yeah, um, yeah you do. And it is not. I, I yeah, I, it is another story. But get on it. Um, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Oh, no, and well, and to that, in that vein, like when I was out visiting Jason just last month, you know, seeing other people's Star Wars displays always inspire how I want to go back and change mine. You know. um, So anytime or anytime I see somebody's collection or or a photo of something on, on Instagram or something, it's like, oh, wow, what a, like, what a cool concept. And that's where like somebody like you, Tiara, like comes to mind because I'll see people do stuff that's really creative and different that again, you can't, you can't buy that at Target. You can't buy that off Amazon because that came out of somebody's creative mindset. Um, And what I mean by that is like uh, we were at road, I was with some friends at Rhode Island Comic Con just a few weeks back and Somebody was selling just, like, this really beautiful, like, it was, like, a really nice framed um, display of all the old vintage Star Wars trading cards, like, in package, but it was just the way it was displayed, and it's, like, yeah, you could buy, like, those old packs and just, like, have them hanging out, but, like, what a cool way of reimagining them. Somebody else had, like, taken a, uh, like, a a model of a TIE fighter and like put it into a piece of glass. So it made it look like it was flying. It's just like things like that, right? Like this is where folks like you, Tierra, like really come to mind to me is like, I don't necessarily have that wherewithal, but you do. It's like, you see something and then you, you make it and it's so unique. I think that's, what's just so cool about what you're doing.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, I want to say like for the Kane and Jerry, since that's come up a bit, um, it was kind of a mixture of, like the japanese like the typical japanese art that you would see you know where it has like the calligraphy on one side and then mm-hmm. there's this backing and then they'll have like the dragon or whatever animal that they're featuring or maybe a scenery um and i i kind of saw that like within rebels and that like last kind of season with Kane and Jairus or um before his death um and with the lethal wolves and so i just wanted to like combine that but yeah like i've seen so many people on instagram like people who are melding glass and metal and creating these like, I don't even know what they're called, but they're like this glass window thing that you can put up. And I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Like I've seen drawn <laughs> versions of it. And I'm like, wow, this is yours. You're so talented and so skilled. Like there's so much talent out there.
2: Yeah, yeah there really is.
1: There is. Um, so. Out of curiosity, just cause you know, I, I wish I had your artistic skills. Um, what. What's been sort of inspiring you recently Mm. with with what you've been drawing?
0: Um, Well, what I designed recently was Andor, um, obviously, because it's been released every Wednesday. Uh, And so recently I designed a cereal cereal box. (laughs) Uh, It specifically says cereal cereal and, and I also designed one with him eating his cereal and it says cereal cereal. Um so I just thought that was really funny because his character is like really entertaining to me. Um especially in the last second to last episode that was released where his mom is like degrading him or aiding him while he's eating and he's just slurping his cereal and just not <laughs> a lot about it, and i'm like man i wanted I just wanted to pick that and just post that out there, so yeah that's pretty much android
1: <laughs> that's great, oh man that, i I don't know why that that concept never clicked with me because it's so obvious now, like cereal <laughs> cereals cereal um because he's all he does when he's at home is he sits at the table and eats he, cereal that, that yeah. is Mom keeps pouring for him. Oh my
2: gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um by the way, his mom is
1: yeah. a terrible person. Like, oh, no uh, question. She, yeah, she sucks. She's, <laughs> she's she's she drives me nuts. I
2: yeah. think uh, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> um uh, uh, so well before we before we wrap things up, um I just this is kind of a, a last minute spur of the moment question I have based on just You know, you shared how a lot of your designs were inspired by Rebels. So, looking at the 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 three main animated TV series of Rebels, Clone Wars, and Bad Batch, and I know it's a little unfair for Bad Batch; there's only one season. But of those three, which is your favorite?
0: My gosh, with these questions! Yeah, you're welcome. Um,
2: And I'm sorry. Um, I
0: would I would have to say Rebels. Um, Clone Wars. The Clone Wars and Rebels are. Very much up there. Um, specific seasons, I want to say. Um, I really like the development of seeing Maul's character in Clone Wars. Um, so the seasons revolving around him, definitely my favorite. But Rebels, because I, I got to see like these new characters that I had never seen before and these new stories um, and kind of like the beginning periods of the Rebellion. So I would have to go with Rebels just because of because of that, being exposed to it like a new concept, kind of.
2: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, um I. It's funny. I I said to a friend. Uh, like a month ago, I was like, I have a big confession to make. I think I've gotten to the point where I have to say I, I give Rebels the slight edge over Clone Wars as my favorite Star Wars <laughs> animated show. And and only because I prefer a consistent narrative arc, which is exactly what Rebels is, right? Clone Wars is, is episodic. It's meant to be a more of a serial. And and that's fine. It's it's literally just preference. Um, I And I think like at its highest moments, the, if you compare those two series, I think – Rebels just has a tiny bit better of high, high moments, but the low moments of clone wars compared to the low moments of rebels. Ooh, there's some real low moments in clone wars. Yeah. So and there's some real low moments in rebels too, but, um, yeah. they're more frequent in clone wars. Um, yes. so
1: I mean, I, I will, I will say the highs in rebels might have a slight <laughs> edge over clone wars, but that's also because they built off of clone wars. A sure. Lot, you Good know, point. um, you know, and I love Rebels and I, I'm I'm planning to do a rewatch of it, you know, probably starting sometime next year. Uh but Clone Wars is is still very much a sentimental favorite for me, uh, because you know, that's really kind of what got me into this whole idea of, of Star Wars animation and the possibility of maybe being you know, voicing someone in a Star Wars show at some point. And tales of the jedi really just kind of reinforced all that mm. because let's be honest tales of the jedi is just another season of clone wars yes. um so uh, <laughs> yeah which i'm totally here for and they <laughs> should do more um because i i loved tales of the jedi it might be my favorite new star wars yeah. uh this year so well maybe not this year in the last couple months, uh, I'd have to. <laughs> There's I'd have so to much new Star Wars all the time. Because Kenobi <laughs> was pretty high up there for me, but eh, I don't know. Tales today, I think, bumps out Kenobi. So yeah, this year, favorite new Star Wars this year. Uh, I'll uh, say it. I'll say it right here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, not, nothing comes close to Brotherhood for me. That was the best Star Wars thing I've gotten all year. So possibly, possibly since Solo. So, um, but anyway. Uh, before we go, before we wrap things up, Tiara, how can folks see see the awesome art you're doing and the, the merchandise you're selling? How can folks uh, uh, connect with all that?
0: Yeah. Um, so my main platform is Instagram. And on my Instagram profile um, listed in my bio, there is the link to my Shopify. Um, but you can also find me on Etsy. So unfortunately, crafting, like the word crafting was taken. So I had to type it as crifting so c-r-f-t-i-n-g not with the a <laughs> on Illum so you can find me on etsy by typing in that to find my shop or you can go directly to my instagram page and hit my shopify link
2: awesome and of course we will link your instagram to this when we post the episode as well so that'll make it easy for all of y'all listening um yes. and for those of you listening if you listen to to our Episode from last week, where we uh had our friend Joe Hogan on, and he's, he's we have a giveaway of one of his art prints from celebration, so like we said, uh, if check out that episode for details on how to enter to win that, and we'll announce the winner next week on our on our uh and or fi- the season wrap up look that we're doing next week,
1: so yes. Cause, um, cause that happens tomorrow
2: as, right. as this recording. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So everybody uh, go have your cereal cereal and, and get tucked in and, and, and enjoy the, the and or finale. Um absolutely but uh Tiara, thank you again for coming on the show, for for letting us be uh the space you were you were willing to come on and, and talk about your Star Wars fandom, your creative outlets, and uh and of course the the amazing work you're doing over at Crafting on Illum
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, I really guys appreciate you guys having me on your podcast here today.
2: Well we we
1: thoroughly enjoyed having you. And uh Carl, if people want to uh weigh in on anything um, from our conversation tell us you know how
2: they're being created with Star Wars where can people reach us uh, well we are on Twitter at Wampas Lair you can also follow us on Instagram at the Wampas Lair you can always email us at WampasLairPodcast at gmail.com excellent
1: anything else before we close out this, this
2: episode I think
1: we're all set Excellent. Well thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number four hundred and ninety-three, a creative galaxy. For Carl and Tiara, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair.